0: true. As a podcaster, you're an audio content creator first. However, looking into video for lead generation purposes is definitely something you want to spend at least a few minutes doing. And in addition, when you have your lead generation campaigns ready to go, the best way to know how to optimize it, to know which is the best resource, the best title, the best button, is to actually do what is called A-B testing. And that's what today's episode is all about. Amiani Lunga, podcasting consultant, international speaker, founder of the Podcast Success Academy and Podcast Success Summit and host of The Podcast Lab, the show that is all about helping you navigate the different layers of the podcasting space. This session is the final chapter of this series on lead generation for podcasters. In case it's a first time, welcome. If that's the case, then make sure to check the show notes page for today's episode that you found over at thepodcasterlab.com for session 71, because there you're going to find the links to all the previous sessions. We've looked at why podcasters need to think about lead generation, we looked at a blogging technique you can use to grow your email list. We took a closer look at the podcast webinar system. We talked about SMS marketing. And in the last episode, we looked at contest giveaways, and a concept called viral loop. Today's episode can be broken down into two parts. In the first one, we're going to look at leveraging video to grow your email list. Whereas in the second part, we're going to look at implementing what is called A-B testing. first question when it comes to video is why using video among other mediums? The answer is simple. Video is the closest we get to a face-to-face interaction. And if you think about it, when you see a web page that has different elements on it, if a video is one of them and the thumbnail, the image you see, looks interesting, that's probably the element that gets your attention first and is the one you are likely to click on first the most. Because of those two reasons, I personally believe that video isn't something that should be included. And if you think about if you're in the internet marketing or the online business space, then you have seen that video has become more and more of a constant presence, especially when it comes to sales as well. Nowadays, many sales pages, regardless of the industry and what it's sold, but many sales pages have a video that go along with them that explains what the offer is about, the benefits, and as I said, it's something that takes you the closest to a face-to-face interaction. In terms of leveraging video for lead generation, I want to introduce you to two tools that bring two different ways to grow your email list. There are other tools that do similar things on the market, but these two are the ones that I've found out about and in some cases have started using. The first one is called Convert Player, and the tagline, I think, makes it clear. is about making your videos work harder. The idea with Convert Player is to pair a video that you have on a place like Vimeo or YouTube with a specific call to action. The call to action can be a button that appears and takes people to a sales page, it can be an opt-in form that appears that collects people's name and email address, it can be an opt-in form that appears and blocks the video, and in order for a person to watch the rest of the video, they have to unlock it by entering their name, their email address, things of this nature. The way Convert Player works is pretty simple. You don't need to be any programming wizard. And it works really in just a few steps. The first one is to select your video. So as I said, it works with videos that you have on YouTube or Vimeo. It works with public videos, but also unlisted videos too. For example, for YouTube, if you want to, let's say, to upload a lead generation video, but you don't want that video to be available to everybody on YouTube, then you would upload it and choose unlisted instead of public. Once your video is ready to go, the next step is to choose the call to action. So is it a button? Is it an opt-in form? If so, is it an opt-in form below the video? Is it an opt-in form that plays the role of a key? So a person needs to unlock the video through that form. Think about the element you want to use and then think about where to add it in the video. You can choose specific moments, so a specific minute, a specific second. And the cool thing about this is that it allows you to make your videos quite interactive. In the show notes page, I'll add an example of a quick video I, I did that is with Convert Player that shows you in that video, I mentioned something and I said the button is gonna appear below the video in three, two, one. And when I snap my fingers in the video, it appears in a person. Can take action. So, Convert Player is great because it helps you grow your email list by leveraging video and it allows you to do so in an interactive way. So, if you have a three minute long video, for example, you can have your opt in form displayed from the beginning, at some point in the middle, or even just in the last few seconds. And I said opt in form, but it can even be a button as well. Speaking of interaction, the second tool is called Interactor. Is spelled interactor without the O, and the site is interactor, so without the O, dot I O. And in case you're wondering about the spelling, okay, Jan, how was it? How is this call again? What about the previous one? And whatever. Just go to the show notes page, thepodcasterlab.com slash session71 and there you're gonna find the links to everything. Anyways, the idea behind Interactor is to create interaction through video. The way it works is similarly to Convert Player, you don't have to be a programming wizard, which is great. And the way it works is it lets you create, let's say, sequences, and they are quite dynamic. And I make you a practical example. You can create a very personalized, tailored experience by segmenting people. an Interactor, it allows you to do so because in the back end, you can have the main video that is basically the crossroad. So you ask a question to people, let's say, what type of pet person are you? Are you a dog or a cat kind of a person? And once you say that, the buttons of the two options, so dog and cat, will appear on on screen. And depending of what one clicks on, they're going to see... A completely different experience. So if one clicks on dog, a new video that is tailored to that topic appears. Or if one clicks on cats, a new video appears or an opt-in form or things like that. So with Interactor, you can create sequences saying, okay, I want this video first and then these are the first two options. This is the crossroad and things like that. And you can connect them so that you can create a very personalized experience so that instead of offering one lead magnet, hoping that the person who visits your site is looking for that, you can let him know about that lead magnet only if he or she expresses interest. So you have a general video that serves as the crossroad And if they tell you, I'm interested in dogs, then you show them a dog-related sequence, a dog-related lead magnet. If they tell you I'm a cat person, on the other hand, why tell them that you have a dog-related freebie? That isn't going to make much of an impact. On the other hand, if you have a cat-related thing, then a person is going to go for that. So once again, in the notes page, you're going to find the link to Convert Player and Interactor. Two tools that are pretty easy to use. Again, you don't need any particular programming skills. You just create the sequences. And once they're ready to go, I know with Convert Player, I used it. There's literally a button you click that automatically copies the code. You go to your WordPress site, for example, you paste it, publish the page, and voila, you're ready to go. I haven't used Interactor yet, but I think it has a similar process when it comes to adding the specific sequences to your site. So in the dashboard, you create the paths, then you save everything, you get a specific link that you copy and paste on your website, whatever you want the first video, the crossroad video to be displayed on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now with those two tools, with those additional video strategies for generating leads and growing your email list, we have covered a wide array of strategies you can use. It goes without saying that things can get overwhelming quickly. So my advice is don't try to implement all of them. Choose the one or ones you prefer and you think would have the most impact on your community and starts with those. Start implementing those or that. And in case you're wondering, yes, Jan, but how can I know which is the best one? My advice is this, start with your preference. So, for example, if video is something you really, really, really don't see yourself doing, then you don't have to try to be on camera. Use a different technique, perhaps one of the ones we've covered in past episodes. Once that lead magnet strategy is in place, you have your sequence, you have your opt-in form and all those kind of things, then it's time to actually keep an eye on its performance and do what is called A-B testing. A-B testing is what lets you compare different elements, and an element can be an entire lead generation strategy or even the same strategy but that has different lead magnets or different titles for the page or the buttons people have to use, the opt-in form have different colors, you have different images and things like that. All of the major builders we've mentioned in the past, think of lead pages, I know Thrive Leads has it because I've used it myself, have an A-B testing feature, which means that you can create a sequence, then you can duplicate it and start comparing them, testing them against each other. And you can really be specific. I know that with Thrive Leads, you can be super detailed in your analysis. You can say, of the people who land on this page, show version A to 50% of the people and version B to 50% of the visitors. Or you can say, show 71%, 29%, 91%, 9%. You can really play around with the proportions. The way I would encourage you to go about A-B testing is start big and focus on the micro later. The reason for that is that technically you could A-B test every single thing. I mean, you could change one word in the copy of the page. You can change the background color, the lead magnet, the headline, the font, the size of the font, whatever. But if you start to focus on the macro, that will help you identify the best performing campaign. So for example, if you are unsure between two lead generation strategies, for example, you can set up version A, then set up version B and start testing them against each other. And give it time. A-B testing is something that you can't really get much results from if you do it for one day. I would say minimally do it for something like three weeks to a month at the very least. If you want to focus only on one specific lead generation campaign, then you can duplicate it. And in with drive leads and I know lead pages as well, the duplication is something you can do literally with just a couple of clicks. And then you can start by focusing on one specific element. If you change the title, the background color, the lead magnet, the copy and the button, the button, the opt-in form. You won't be able to know which change led to an increase or decrease in conversion rates. That's why I would say focus on one thing, A/B test that, then focus on another thing. So in more practical terms, if you have a version that we call it version one, version two should be the same version with just one difference. Perhaps it's a different lead magnet. So instead of the ebook, is the audiobook, or instead of ebook number one is ebook number two, and A-B test those things. Then, once you found the winner, duplicate that and tweak the headline of the page. Check the results. After that, if you still want to get down the nitty-gritty of that specific campaign, tweak something else. Perhaps you tweak the color of the button or the opt-in form, or you change the element on the page, perhaps you add a video or you remove a video and things like that. A-B testing through data is is what tells you whether strategy one or strategy B is the best one. With Thrive Leads, one thing I like is that you can even A-B test different types of forms. You can have, let's say, a form that is displayed all the time at the top of the page, like a bar. You can have a form that appears if one scrolls down the page. You can have a form that slides in, so you can even A-B test different forms to see, should I have a pop-up? Should I have a bar? Should I have the form slide in? Should I have it embedded within the content? A-B testing is something that allows you to really get rid of the guesswork down the line. I say down the line because, as I said, A-B testing is something that, number one, requires patience, and number two is something that is very easy for you to get down a rabbit hole. That's why, even though A-B testing is worth looking into, I think it's also important for you not to obsess over it, because otherwise you're going to be A-B testing every single element of every single page. Granted, in order for you to improve your opt-in forms conversion rates, you want to be optimizing, you want to be checking the conversions. You want to be A-B testing things, but again, try not to get too overwhelmed But what you do with your A-B testing efforts. In the show notes page, once again over at thepodcastlabcom slash session71, I'm also going to add an interview I did with a conversions optimization expert by the name of Justin Christensen. He's the founder of of conversion fanatics and is also the international best-selling author of a book that is about conversion. So if the topic of A-B testing, optimization, conversions sounds interesting, make sure to check out the show notes page once again, thepodcastlab.com for a slash session 71. <laughs> The next episode is gonna kick off a brand new series, a series of episodes, a mini season if you will, that focus on different ways you can monetize your podcast. My advice for podcasters about monetization is to think first about your goals and priorities for your show. For smaller podcasts, you really have to get creative because chances are you don't have enough traction uh, to uh, sell advertisements directly on the podcast. I think the traditional advice would be that, you know, you build an audience first, you build a quality show and you need to have a decent sized audience with some decent engagement first. But I have seen cases where people actually start out with sponsors before they even begin. I'm Yani Longa and you've listened to The Podcast Lab.